Hi guys, and welcome to Sick Sad World. I'm Jasmine. I'm Mari. So for those who don't know Mari and I, we've been friends since we were seven. 17 years of friendship. It's pretty long. It's pretty long. Yeah, it's a really long time. <laughs> um, when we were old enough to go home for lunch, we would feel that lunch hour was creepy m- movies. Um, we've been cultivating our love for horror for a long time. Granted, I was an unwilling participant in this cultivate cultivate. Why can I not English? <laughs> English is hard. It's a weird it language. Cultivation until my late teens, um, while Mari has been really into this stuff for a very long time. Um, I did force you to watch many a movie yes, in my basement. You did. Unwillingly. <laughs> so we had a moment in high school where we were both experiencing something that was super like creepy and weird. Um, back in the day, there's this like animatronic dancing baby on your windowsill of... <laughs> Like, in your basement? It was from this, like, that that baby movie that was out during, like, the 90s. And, I don't know, oh. it, it does this thing where you press a button and it, it plays, like, the that song that's like, ooga-ga-ga-ga-ga-ga-ga-ga, <laughs> and then the baby, like, dances. Yeah, it was it was real creepy. It was just pale and half-naked. It was dancing. It was, it was... like, a, like, there's, like, a... Uh, a meme I think of a similar looking baby Probably. from like early 90s that was like this little animation so it wasn't like based off of a real baby or anything so it was very like nondescript <laughs> just like round bald <laughs> with big emotionless eyes yeah. it was it's it's nightmare fuel y'all <laughs> so um one day after school we went down into your basement to get something and um, the baby was there where it should have been on the windowsill. I don't know why that was a place to put a dancing baby. That's but that's where it was. And later on, we went down to the basement again to go to your um, cold storage to get some food from the freezer. And when we opened the door, guess what was on top of the freezer? The dancing baby. And I'm pretty sure that day we were both home alone at your place. I don't recall anyone being there. But it's probably the freakiest thing I have ever encountered. And regardless of what happened, whether it moved on its own or someone else did it, I will never forget that moment. And with that, I give you the theme for today's episode. Creepy stories from a friend of a friend. Yeah. And if you're wondering, that is a direct reference to creepy stories uh, and their favorite. (laughs) Their their you know, iconic opening. It happened to a friend of a friend of mine. Exactly. A cool little callback or Easter egg, as the youngins like to say today. And uh, we are recording Easter long weekend, so. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So do you want to start or shall I go into my story? Uh, well, you did that story, so I can start. So I think I'll start with the um, story I just had my friend call in. All right. Cool. Um, so, uh, both Mari and I have collected some stories from friends and family members. Um, I have a lot of just written stories that I'll read out, and Mari has a few audio ones from the people themselves. Yes, so let me get this started. So this is from, uh, my friend, uh, oh my goodness, they're going by a pseudonym, so I'm okay. gonna mispronounce this, um, Shima, uh, and she... It told me, uh, called in with this story, um, which I'll edit in in better quality. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> Don't you worry. Um, so this is 
a a story of um, something that I experienced two years ago. Um, And so two years ago in the summer, my roommate was was moving out. Um, So kind of late summer, almost fall-ish. And he he was moving out of the room that he had in our shared house. And he had the bigger room. So I was very excited about moving from my relatively smaller room into the larger room. And because he moved out about two weeks before my new roommate came in, I had like a very slow kind of moving day, right? Like it was like a move, essentially it was two uh, weeks of moving slowly all of my stuff um, into this larger room. Um, And so this large room, I just want to describe it a bit to set the scene. Um, Essentially it has like a a large bay window and the bay window overlooks uh, the street that the house is on and um and we're on the second floor so you kind of are are like you know you can look over the gables um of the house and also see the street and then yeah and there's like there's a closet there's um just you know sort of so that's kind of like the, the main setup um and the way that i had set up my room or the way in which i was setting up my room was that I was slowly um, putting together my bed, uh, and I, I decided that it would be across from the bay windows. And I don't know, because it was a slow moving, um, for most of the days I had actually, you know, I was just moving my stuff in, um, and I didn't set up my bed right away. I just left the mattress on the ground with the, the pieces of the actual frame um, around the bed. And the reason I'm, like, stressing this is because – I, for some reason, just neglected to draw the blinds um, on, like, on the bay window. And I think the reason I didn't close the blinds is because I somehow had this feeling like, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna close the blinds once I move everything in and set up. I don't know why. It was just like a, a thing in my head, like, now I've finished the room. Um, but it was, I, I noticed that, like, you know, I was, I was a little bit anxious because it's like, you know, you're leaving this, this window open. And yes, we're on the second floor, but you know, and I'm alone in the house for the time being. Um, And, you know, people can't really look inside, but, you know, they kind of can if they're standing on the other side of the sidewalk and kind of peering up. Um, And I think I was a little bit anxious about it, but I was like, whatever, I'm just, you know, I'm just going to leave it like this. And I started having these, um, these weird dreams, um, and so the first night that I that I had this dream, it was in the dream, I wake up in my bed. So I still wake up in my room, but except I've woken up into the dream. And instead of the bay window, um, it's it's a balcony. So that's like the, the difference is that the dream bedroom has a has a balcony. And obviously to enter the balcony it needs a door. So in real life, beside the bay window, there's uh, nothing beside it except for a wall um, against which I have my my dresser. But in the dream, it was a it was a balcony, and there was a door um, as the entrance to the balcony um, in in that area where the dresser is in real life. And in my dream, uh, there was a man or a creature of some sort, like with his face or its face pressed right up against like the window or like against the balcony door like against the balcony screen essentially looking in 
to where I was sleeping. So it was, it was this eerie, like, it was like, I woke up in bed, but I didn't sit up. I just kind of opened my eyes and I knew that this creature was like right up against where the bay window is, but except it's a balcony and peering like intently, like with its hands around its face, just like staring and watching me sleep. And I was like, okay, this is weird. I don't like this dream. And I knew I was kind of in a dream. Like I knew I was like, this is not, you know, in real life, it's a, it's, it's a bay window. So clearly I haven't, I'm not actually awake, but I had this weird feeling like if I, if I responded to this creature or like, you know, if I, if I sat up in bed or something, it would, it would somehow like fly into my room or like I would invite it in or for some reason. So I was like, okay, you know, with dream logic, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna fall back asleep. Um, and hopefully I will wake up in the real world or I will just, you know, like this dream will end mm-hmm. essentially. So that was like my, my dream logic. I was like, okay, so I tried to fall at, like back into sleep in my dream in order to actually be asleep asleep without the dream. Um, and it worked briefly, but then I woke up again and, you know, I can't even say at this point whether it was the same night or across, like, I know for sure it happened on many nights, this dream, across the across the two weeks, ever since I started sleeping in, in this new room with my mattress on the floor, I started having, like, just these dreams across multiple nights. And I'm sure on some of those nights, I had this dream, like, you know, two times or even three times in the same night. Mm-hmm. Um, and so finally, I was like, you know what, rational brain, this is just a creepy dream that I have about... You know, it, it's just my brain manifesting an anxiety. Like the anxiety is that people outside can actually look inside as I sleep because I've left the blinds open in some weird, like, you know, display of faux courage or whatever. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to close the blinds because I'm being very silly, you know? If I close the blinds, these dreams are going to stop. And that's exactly what happened. I, I closed the blinds and you know, my, my roommate moved in and like the, at the end of those two weeks, I stopped having those dreams and I was like, okay, so this is, you know, I forgot about it. I was like, whatever. Um, until one night when I had the dream again, this was like months later. And I knew as soon as I woke up into the dream, I was like, shit, this is the dream again, the dream, like capital letters except it was different this time. And the reason it was different was because I did not wake up into the dream in my bed. I woke up and I was standing on the balcony and I knew that when I turned around, this like awful thing would be there. And I was like, Oh, I can't even pretend I'm asleep. Like I can't, my usual trick of just like, you know, falling back asleep is not going to work. And I had, like, a fleeting thought. I was like, you know, I could just jump off the balcony. Like, I could, like, commit dream suicide. could do that. And I just knew that if I did that, the dream would come back. And I was like, okay, there's something really weird here. You know, it's just my subconscious. It's something, but I need to confront it. I need to face it. But, again, with dream logic, I was like, I have to, I have to face this, this dream specter in a – dream logic kind of way and I just knew that like if I turned around unprepared like if I turned around with fear um I don't know I felt like it would eat me or something like it was definitely going to kill me in a dreamlike way (laughs) so I was like okay I'm going to turn around and ask it a question because in every single like 
mythological thing I've encountered. Like, you either ask it a question or it's going to ask you a question and you have to answer it. So I was like, I'm going to ask it a, a, a clever question. Um, so I, I came up with a question in my head and I, I turned around and I almost didn't ask this creature the question because its face was, I mean, it was not human for sure. Um, it had like this, this strange, like slash of a sneering smile. Like it wasn't, and it didn't have like eyes. Like it just, it just had like skin, like across its, you know, it just didn't have like any kind of eye like structure, but I knew it could see me because like it was peering so intently before. And so I almost didn't ask the question, but I knew I had to. And so I, because I prepared myself, I immediately asked this creature, um, the question, the question was, <laughs> I don't even know why I asked this. That's another, that, that should be another, like, I don't know, something for therapy. But I asked this creature, where are all the men coming from? <laughs> and, and this creature goes, uh, from your neighbor's eavesdrop, like from the neighbor's eavesdrop. And I was like, okay. And then I would, like, I didn't even, I don't think I even said anything, but it answered. It gave me a weird smile. I woke up, like, for real, woke up, as in I had a bay window again. And I know the creature, when it said from the neighbor, it had glanced at um, the direction of where the balcony door was in, in the dream. So basically where my dresser is located, like, the side of the room that it was referring to um, was, like, the right-hand side uh, of my room. And so that neighbor... <laughs> I don't know. I've never. I don't think I ever want to interact with that neighbor now for just because of this dream. <laughs> but basically, I so I woke up in in real life that night and I was like in a cold sweat. Like I was just like I was definitely like okay, that was a nightmare. It sucked. Um, nightmares are shitty. Like you know, and it was just like okay, whatever. Like awful, weird anxiety feeling and just like oh, that was really like you know, sticky, clammy hands. I was like, but whatever. Like, I just need to go back to sleep. I have work tomorrow. And I just need to, like, try and, you know, get the most out of this night in terms of sleep. Because that's what an adult thinks. It's no longer about partying. It's about making the most of your night by getting sleep. So I, so I fell back asleep. And in the morning, so normally when I share this story, I just, I just, I just show a picture of this. I, this is how I usually say it. I say in the morning I found this scratched into my arm and I can't show a picture because this is a podcast. <laughs> um, but it, I kid you not, it is a perfectly scratched proportional upside down cross. Anyone that has ever, ever seen that photo has been like, what, what is no get out of here. I was like, I would never have done this for the sake of a story. Like, I'm just not that kind of person. <laughs> um, I'm relatively atheistic. I don't have a lot of like, you know, but I was like, okay, that's cool. I just, <laughs> I was visited by Satan. That's great. <laughs> or the Antichrist. Um, and that's my, that is my story. I woke up with an upside down scr uh, cross scratched into my arm in a very improbable like there's no way I could have done that on my on my own so yeah Ooh, that's spooky it was pretty spooky <laughs> thank you for sharing that yeah you're welcome <laughs> and um she did actually send me 
the the photos of the scratch and like this is the scratch oh, that she woke up with. Oh dang. And it's like on the outside of her arm, um, like on like the bicep, and it's two like perfectly straight scratches in a cross, um, like an upside down cross. And um Yeah, I'm looking at it now and that's that's crazy. Yeah, it looks super deliberate. It doesn't look like like someone just scratched themselves in their sleep or something. Yeah, like, that's something that I do. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh my god, who scratched me? Oh wait, it was, it was me. And I asked, and it was before she got her cats, so it wasn't, it wasn't even like either. there were cats that like scratched her in her sleep or something. It yeah, was, that was yeah. So wow. <laughs> That is a really good story. It was. I was, like, spooked out when she first called me. I was like, oh, okay. I was just going to say that, like, someone had been, like, watching her sleep, like, every night. Like, God. I'm glad I didn't go down that way. Yeah, because that could have been terrible. <laughs> All right. So, here's one of my stories. It's not as lengthy as that one, but I think this it's still a good one. So, this is from my friend, um, Vivian. This is a story that her mom told her. So... I'm going to read it as she sent it to me. So when I say my, I don't mean my mom. I mean her mom. Because my mom is not a Vietnamese woman. <laughs> All right. I've met her. I can vouch for that. Yeah, yeah. I got a second witness here. All right. So, <clears throat> Vivian's story. One time my mom booked a hotel in Vietnam, and she was getting a weird vibe from the room. She was staying in the the hotel and she stepped in and she's trying to get some sleep she felt a ghostly presence trying to snuggle up to her to hug her from behind it wasn't a malicious spirit though but she was scared as fuck (laughs) i would be scared if something was just snuggling with me i know you're alone in a hotel room and you're just like something's touching me but there's nothing there that's that's terrifying like, I, 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 I would not be able to handle it anyway. And so her mom just kept praying in her sleep and stayed that way until morning. Um, and so she later found out that in the past, a part of the hotel collapsed and people had died there. Oh. I'm, yeah. I, I just, like, I, my <laughs> jaw dropped. Um, it's not so great for podcasts. No, but... facial expressions do not work for podcasts <laughs> at all. But, yeah, jaw dropped. I'm speechless. Yeah, so that is from... Thank you, Vivian, and Vivian's mom for that story. Like, I don't think I've ever stayed in a place that I could say was haunted, per se, to my recollection. But, like, I don't know if I would have... If I could have stayed in there, if I if I felt that. And the next day, learned that. Like, oh, gosh. It would have been too much. And since my story was so short... I think I will share another. Or I can share the one about my aunt. You could. I have, like... So, this is, like, a story my aunt told me when I was, like, really young. So, I only have, like, bits and pieces. And, like, it's very, very scattered. But, basically, um, my dad's side of the family um, was born in Guyana. And they grew up there. Um, And Guyana, obviously, is a very tropical country. um, And they have different kinds of pets there. Um, my aunt actually, like, befriended, um, a monkey when she was a kid. Okay. And, like, it became, like, her pet or something. It was, like, her friend, the monkey. And, um, she was really good. Like, she really, really loved this monkey, but, like, one day it died. I don't remember how it died or whatever, but she was, like, crushed. Um, but, like, 
after this monkey died, uh, she was, like, lying in bed, and she shares a room with, like, a bunch of her sisters, because it's Guyana, and they're, like... You're going to be sharing with all of your She's family. She's got uh, seven brothers and sisters, so obviously they're sharing rooms, but apparently she woke up and she saw a shadow of the monkey, like, dancing, like, above her. Okay. And, like, she got up and she looked around and, like, there was no monkey there, obviously, and she, like, like woke up her sister and everything, um, and they couldn't find the monkey, but, like, yeah, like... So, it's monkey weird. ghosts. Monkey. They exist. The new thing, monkey ghosts. <laughs> you think, you think you've got, like, ghost dogs and shit? No. Monkey ghosts. Now, wait, how would that work, then? Because you know how animals, they can always see real spooky shit. You know when you're, well, I don't have any pets, so I'm not speaking from experience, y'all. But <laughs> when, say, your dog stares into a corner, but nothing is there, would that be the same with, like, a ghost animal? I think so. And I feel like there was a ghost animal because of the, like, emotional bond between them. Yeah. So, like, I feel like most animals, if, like, that emo- there's no emotional bond to come back to, like, if their family, like, moves or whatever, like, yeah. there's no reason for them to, like, haunt. But, like, they had an emotional connection with the person, and that person was still there after the monkey passed, so, like... Why the hell not? <laughs> so, like, I like to think... That if something were to happen to Shiva, which she's not, she's gonna outlive me. That's that's the plan. Shiva is is Mari's cat, by oh, the yeah, way. By for the those way. who don't know, I'm assuming all of my listeners are my friends, and they all know who <laughs> Shiva is. Um, Shiva is all I talk about. Um, but yeah, and like Shiva does just stare into corner. We definitely have ghosts in this apartment. By the way, I should have told you. Um, this place is like definitely haunted. Good to know. I don't live here, so I mean, it's all Gucci with me. So far, they just, like, bug my cat. <laughs> and she's like, all oh, these ghosts in my house. <laughs> Curse you. I'm shaking a fist. Cats don't have fists, so I'm doing it she for her. She sort of has a fist. She's got little toe beans. <laughs> it's not the same. All right. So what's your next story? My next story, I'm going to do a story from my good old pal, Ari. Ari is my Disney princess named... Tw- name- Name twin, because she's also named after Disney Princess. Here's it's Ari- Ariel. I'm Jasmine. Ariel, Jasmine, get it? So Ari spelled this, shared this story with me. Um, so once again, I'm reading it as the person. I will become an actor <laughs> and read what they've said to me. So Ari, I heard this one event from my mom based on what her sister told her. My aunt, my aunt, I'm so bougie. My aunt... <laughs> As a friend who went back to Vietnam for a ritual that her brother or relative is was being performed on. Oy. And um, apparently he got cursed by his in-laws because they wanted more money from him. Yeah. <laughs> I just turned my head just like very like... <laughs> yes, they cursed him because he... Um, they wanted money, obviously. Um, That's a good reason to curse people, I guess. (laughs) Give me money or I'll curse you. Does it really work? God, I need money. Um, I will be doing this for everybody with money. Um, I will put a curse on you if you do not donate to me right now. (laughs) So, uh, anyway, she continues with, I think he won the lottery and was sharing some to his family. So after that day, they cursed him and he experienced painful headaches 
and pain to the point where he had to, he could barely even move. When the priest started to clean him, I guess with the priest to be like, what's going on? She took out a few nails from his head. What? Yeah. <laughs> How are there nails in his head? He was cursed. <laughs> I didn't know curses could so, put actual <laughs> literal nails in your head. That is so terrifying. So now you guys need to remember, if someone curses you and your head starts to hurt, you just might find nails in your noggin. So don't don't go through an MRI. If you get a headache, just be like, no, just do like a casket, like pet scan, whatever it is that they do on heads. And if you have more money than you truly need, share it, fam. Share it. Save yourself the trouble. You don't need nails in your head. We should do all the curses on rich people who are just hoarding money so that they'll do that. They should they should listen to this podcast. Exactly. So you got your next one? Uh, yeah, why don't we do my mom's story now? So this is my mother. I got all mine recorded because I'm not as... Well, yours is almost, like, fancy recording it. It's, like, it's, like, real. It's, like, those, like, those, like, TV shows where people, like, reenact, like, stories. It's real legit. Okay, it's recording. Okay, so, um, we decided to play the Ouija game and um can you can you tell everyone who we is oh my sister my me my sister and her boyfriend the three of us were playing with the Ouija board which I've never played with before and um so I wasn't quite sure how it worked but anyways um and my sister had a a two-year-old who was just in a room watching us play with the Ouija board. So how then, old would you be at this point? I was, um, I think I was uh, 20, 21. Okay. And um, so we were playing with the Ouija board, and, you know, it was freaky, and everything was fine. We put it away, and um, there was nothing, nothing, nothing too, like, exciting that happened. But afterwards... My niece, like out of nowhere, started to act like a cat, like a real cat. Like, I mean, like every cat um, motion that a cat have, you know, like crawling up on the furniture, crawling down the furniture, crawling onto your leg, licking your hands. And she wouldn't stop. Like at first, at, at first we just like. I was just, like, brushing her off, and she just kept continuing. And we're like, okay, stop now. And she, like, just kept continuing. She didn't stop. Like, like she didn't – she wasn't, like, human anymore. And so I got freaky, and I freaked out, and I was like, whoa, never seen her do that ever before. And so, you know, we were, like, really freaked out by it. And then two days later, we were taking the bus somewhere, and in the bus, it's, she started doing it again crawling up in the state like the the seats where all the passenger were going meow meow and like 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 a real cat like if a cat was there and I was I told my sister I said you know she only started acting like that after we played that game she never acted like that before so we had to get rid of the Ouija board we had we went home and we got rid of it we're like we're taking it out of the house we're never bringing it back again. And um, she was fine after that. She never did it again? Mm-mm. Wow. That would explain, maybe, 
that would explain why I like cats so much. Maybe it's stuck. What do you mean it's stuck? Maybe the ghost that you (laughs) you summoned got transferred into your your child. I don't know. Now you have a cat lover as a kid. No one in our family ever had pets or cats or like cats. And I don't even think she's been around like a a cat, like a as a pet. Uh-huh. So it was kind of strange, and like I was like, the, it was really very good imitation for a two year old who hadn't been around a lot of cats, unless she's just imitating it from TV or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. But um, just the fact that she just started doing it out of the blues. And it it became like like she was like a cat more often than she was Lily mm-hmm. some of the time. That was like the freaky part because, you know, kids play a game, but they get bored after a while and like, I don't, don't follow through with it. Yeah. For long periods of time because they, they have like what you call it, attention span, like um, low attention span. Is that what you call it? Low attention span? Yeah. Yeah. So that's my Ouija story. It wasn't like anything ghostly or anything. It's just that I strongly believe that you can bring something into your your home or like when you play that game, it really does have like there's a reason why you don't see it in a lot of homes, actually. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing. You're welcome. I hope it was um, interesting. I think it was. And now I'm going to share it with Jasmine. And she's going to tell me how interesting she thinks it is. Okay. I can't wait to hear your your podcast after. Okay. Okay, Bye-bye. Bye. And that was my mom. (laughs) That was your mom. I like how surprised she was. Yeah, and so my mom has literally never touched a Ouija board since. She would not let us ever get one. Yeah. Um, it was like, I told my mom I wanted one when I was, like, a kid, and she was like, no, you don't play with those things. <laughs> now, I wouldn't say I am super overly superstitious or anything, but, like, I why risk, risk your chances? And I know it's just a toy, but, you know, I don't want to be proven wrong. I feel like I should just do a shout-out for my partner who uh, always likes to bring up that the Ouija board was an invention from Hasbro. Uh, he says from the 1920s. But even still, <laughs> even still, though, why, why, just, just be careful, you know? Just yeah, in case. you gotta be careful with ghosts. You, yeah. you, you don't need to be extending them invitations. Although part of me wants to extend them invitations so I have more ghost stories to tell, but... I don't know. If, I, if horror movies have taught me anything, it's just it's just not not good for me or for you. No, and, like, if I've learned anything with having a cat is that I get really scared just when she <laughs> stares in a corner and, like, meows at something that isn't there, that or at least that I can't see. Um, my response is usually to be like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, I have to move. So, like, uh, yeah, I'm not going to be extending any invitations anytime. Yeah, it's, I, I just don't. The risk isn't worth it. <laughs> my, I am too soft of a baby. I, I don't want to put that stress on my life. I don't need it. All right, so 
This is my next story. It's also from the lovely and vivacious Vivian. Now, I will give a bit of a trigger warning before this one because there is some mention of potentially sexual assault in a dream. Maybe. Not too sure. But I just want to put that out there. Just in case. Good All right. morning. So, Vivian. I am Vivian. I am no longer Jasmine. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Vivian. How are you doing? Oh. Hi. That's how Vivian sounds. I'm sorry, Vivian. <laughs> All right. So, Vivian says, um, my friend, she told me about it like three years ago, but she said that when she used to live with her parents, there was a ghost in her room, and obviously they didn't believe her. But many times, never do. no, they they never do. Trust us, parents. <laughs> Trust. Um, but many times she'd wake up with scratch marks on her back and on her chest. So could be related to Kashima's ghost. It's going around scratching everybody. Maybe she, wow, wow! Did you hear that? No, my voice. <laughs> I, I heard you speak. <laughs> That if you didn't hear it, it didn't happen. Um, <laughs> it doesn't exist. It's yes. Fine. Um, so she felt really uneasy in her room. One time she had a strange dream where she was, she saw a figure having intercourse with her. Oh my god. And when she woke up, she was bleeding between the legs. I'm holding my hands up to my face in and shock. That's when she moved out. That seems reasonable. That's, <laughs> that's a reasonable that response. Is, that I is think. a very reasonable response. Now, I have had many a realistic and terrifying nightmares, but I have never woken up with like serious like damage to my own body. That sounds terrifying. Yeah. Uh that sounds that that sounds like Oh, uh, that's uh, that's yeah. Yeah, I feel like I would just move if, because that sounds like all like yeah, like uh, an experience that if would stay with you for the rest before, of it. They better believe me now, because you can't see, but I'm motioning to the scratch marks on my hypothetical body of Vivian's friend. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry, I moved something. Um, I have one last story. Woo! So this is um from. My friend Sika. And this one's actually, like, a nice story. Um, so I'm, I'm now, I guess I will now become Sika. Ooh! Um, so. I love this roleplay. Yes. And what's really nice is, like, Sika is, like, just as short as me, so it works. <laughs> um, I literally just met Sika for the first time in person on yeah. Friday. Uh, and was like shocked by like how short she was i thought she was one of those people who are like six inches taller than me but are always complaining about how short they are (laughs) she's not she's actually um as short as me which was like pleasantly surprising it was refreshing Um, and so after a year of online friendship finally i actually got to finally meet and now she's sharing this story um okay so when i was 11 my grandfather was really sick in the hospital for two weeks I thought he was okay, but all the adults knew he wasn't coming home. He had a stroke and was not doing well. Oh, no. So one night, I was dreaming, and he came to me in my dream and told me he was leaving, that I needed to be strong for my grandmother, and that he was glad he could see me before he left. He was blind. And in my dream, we slow danced while I stood on his feet, something we had always done. I woke up to my mother shaking me, telling me he, he has passed away overnight. I looked as calm as ever and said, I know, he said goodbye, and went right back to sleep. That would have been, like, 
so spooky. I know. <laughs> That's your mom. Yeah, if I was her parent, I'd be like, what? <laughs> um, a couple weeks later, my grandmother found a book in his dresser that said to Jessica on a post-it note. The book was 10,000 Dreams Interpreted. He had been blind my whole life and couldn't drive, and my grandmother said she had never taken him to the store and would obviously remember if he had wanted a book since he couldn't see them. I don't know uh, if it fits, but, like, there's no explanation, and I didn't tell anyone after un- um, until after because I started sobbing when someone gave me the book and everyone was so confused about it. Oh, dang. So, I think that's, like, a really sweet story. It is really sweet. Um, and I, that's why I did it last, because I was like, everyone else's story is, like, like, spooky and scary. Everyone was like, it's crazy out there! But not all ghosts are bad. No, not all ghosts are bad. I mean, they, pe- all, not all people are bad, so why should all ghosts be bad? Exactly. But still, stay out of my house. I don't have the heart for your creepiness. I mean, like, <laughs> he was just saying goodbye. <laughs> I'm just saying. He he just said goodbye and then he left. He, he didn't hang around to do his ghost thing. So Sometimes they do. Sometimes they do. Actually, when I was younger, apparently when my grandfather passed, I told my family that he came to visit me in my sleep um, every night to tuck me in and tell me he loved me. Really? So, that grandfathers. Works? Or just ghosts. Family <laughs> members in general. Like... When my uncle, my uncle Ozzy, my grandma's youngest brother, like, when he passed away, like, just before he passed away, I had a dream about him passing away, and then, like, the next day, my dad called me, and I was like, I know, and he's like, wait, what do you mean? He hadn't even said anything. I'm like, I know, Uncle Ozzy passed away, he's like, how did you know? I'm like, just, I had a dream about it. Aww. It's crazy. All of our family members are just, so, if you ever feel like you didn't get a chance to say goodbye, maybe you had it in your dream, and you didn't notice it. Yeah. Or you don't remember. Like, you noticed it during the dream. <laughs> it was just, sometimes you can't always remember them. Yeah, because dreams are, dreams are wacko. Sometimes you, you hold on to them, sometimes you don't. They're all over the place. But, yeah. Was that all your stories? Um, I have, like, one more. If we have, want to do it with time? Yeah, we have time, I think. All right, so I have, this is my last story. <laughs> so this was a long time ago. Back when I was probably nine or ten. And I used to go to this after-school, uh, like, place for kids whose parents couldn't be home when they were, so they had to stick around at school for longer. I know. <laughs> yeah, the after-school play care instead of daycare, because we were older than, like, daycare-aged kids. I wasn't allowed to go, because, um, you had to pay for it, and, <laughs> um, my parents didn't pay for it, but I didn't know that as a kid, and so I would try and, like, go to play care, because all my friends <laughs> And they would be like, no, you have to leave. (laughs) But yeah, so like, as I got older, just hanging around kind of got more boring. So like, a friend of mine and I, we'd go like, we got really close with the janitor there, kind of a buddy. Like, at the time, I believe it was Andy, who was a janitor. Oh, I remember Andy. He was kind of a youngish guy. Youngish. So we used to help him around the school, you know, clean some classrooms, do whatever. And so we were left with the task of vacuuming the bathroom. The bathroom. Sorry, the library. How I remember this story. story. Yes. So we were supposed to vacuum the library. Now, the school was a fairly new school. It was only like it was six years old at the time. Yeah, it was literally built when we were in the first grade. Yeah, so it was a really young school in a nice suburban town, you know. And uh, so we were in the library by ourselves, just me and this other person. And we had the vacuum. So we're looking for an outlet, and then suddenly... 
we hear the vacuum go on. And I'm like, but it's not plugged in. <laughs> and when we look at the vacuum, we see a shadow of a tall man right next to the vacuum. We ran out of that, that library so quick, so fast. And the funny thing is, a few years later, I'd hear kids in younger grades who had fresh, new, young, bright, dewy-eyed babies coming to the school who had, we'd never associated with. People were talking about this tall man in the library, the tall shadow. Yeah, I'd heard heard other people talking about I'm it. I only ever heard your story. No, it was other people had... <laughs> Other people have talked about it. But our school was brand new. Yeah. And so, like, the way people were trying to rationalize it, they're trying to go all poltergeist, but they're like, oh, our school was built on a Native American burial ground, and that's why there are ghosts here. It's like, no, it wasn't. But, like, still, I will... And also, why would an indigenous <laughs> ghost... Turn on the vacuum? Start, like, start vacuuming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I know it's I dirty in here. <laughs> I need to clean up. Some haunting people, I'll just vacuum. Forget the colonizers. <laughs> this dust needs to be conquered. <laughs> so, so, yeah. I remember when that happened, you guys told me about it the next day, and I got so mad, I wasn't even like <laughs> That's my, that is my second story, right, the second story, like, no, your second, second childhood story. Wish I, I had more stories now. <laughs> my stories are just like, my cat was staring at this, like, spot above me in the hallway, and then meowed and took off. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, you have one up on me because you have a cat. It's true. And you know what my stories lack? Cat. So, I mean... It's true. I mean, I have so many cat stories. I, I could do a cat podcast, probably. <laughs> Maybe I should. Maybe it's just like a 15-minute daily podcast. Just... This is my cat. <laughs> like, <laughs> that would be your theme song. And then you talk about your cat. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, I think... I think that's everything. That is everything. That is all the spooky, spooky ghost stories. Or not so spooky. Some are kind of touching. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And ghost stories for today. So... We are hopefully going to try and do something like this again. Um, we like yep. crowdsourcing stories. And we so. like hearing from the people around us about what they've experienced. And if you want to send us any stories, you can always send it to sixsadworldpod at gmail.com. I will put it in the episode notes, uh, hopefully. Oh, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully I'll remember. I have a lot of, like, I keep planning on transcribing these as well, so yeah. that, like non-hearing people yeah. can listen or, I mean like, maybe partake. I should do it cause like <laughs> I've got a little bit of extra time on my hands but um <laughs> it's transcribing does take a long time though I mean I got fingers I can type <laughs> but yeah but yeah so I hope you guys enjoyed the episode um don't get murdered oh no don't be a murderer yeah don't be a murderer don't be also a murder. don't get murdered <laughs> don't, don't do <laughs> <laughs> not that it's really your choice but yeah it's um, not <laughs> So, so try not to be the murderer, since that is the choice. Yes. Um, and also, um, don't haunt me. Yeah. If you, if you do pass. Don't do that either, because I will quite literally die, and then I will be haunting your ghost, and no one needs, like, a, a ghost And you know what? If you haunt me, I'm not going to talk you about you <laughs> on the podcast. 
Just to spite you. <laughs> so if you think you can haunt me to get on the podcast, you're you're gonna be sorely mistaken. Don't be petty. Bye, guys. <laughs>